It's Wednesday in the fourth week of Advent. Welcome to today's AdventCast. This is Father John Zulsdorf. From, from Advent to Epiphany by Father Patrick Troadek. Drop down, dew, ye heavens, from above, and let the clouds rain the just. The intro, it from Sunday, is a prayer which implores in a symbol the coming of the Messiah. Drought is an image of sterility, and rain an image of fertility. Rain is necessary to the development of vegetation and to the life of men and animals. Yet, at the time of the prophet Elias, a terrible drought fell upon the Israel. For three and a half years there was not a single drop of rain. The situation was becoming desperate. But behold, after the profound and assiduous prayer of the prophet, a little cloud appeared above the sea. This cloud was a sign of a mighty storm which was to bring life-giving water to the country. The spiritual authors have seen in this cloud an image of the Blessed Virgin. Certainly the cloud is not the rain, but it contains the water which is to give fertility to the earth. Thus it represents the Blessed Virgin, and the water which comes from it represents our Lord, who comes to give us life, spiritual life, the life of grace, divine life. This image is taken up again in the canticle, Rorate Celi De Super. Isaiah implores in a prayer the coming of the Messiah, Drop down, do ye heavens, from above, and let the clouds rain the just. That is to say, may Our Lady give birth to the just par excellence, our Lord Jesus Christ. O Mary, the earth is all desolate. Souls are withering with dryness. They need the life-giving water of the grace of God. O Mary, like an aqueduct, bring to our souls the waters of grace. When our soul has received a little more life, it will once again be able to bear fruit. From The Holy Bread of Eternal Life, Restoring Eucharistic Reverence in an Age of Impiety, by Peter Kwasniewski. The great Advent hymn, Conditor Alme Siderum, contains this marvelous stanza. Cuius forti potentiae genu curvantur omnia, celestia, terrestria, nu tu fatentur subdita. At whose dread name majestic now, all knees must bend, all hearts must bow, and things celestial thee shall own, and things terrestrial, Lord alone. The liturgical reform tried, in successive waves, to abolish or curtail kneeling wherever it could. Our knees will not tremble before majesty. When we worship the God of liberty, we sit down to eat and drink and rise up to play, as it says of the Israelites disporting before the golden calf. Let's rise up on our own two feet as we queue up for the token of belonging. We're not even as clued in as the demons are, for in his epistle St. James tells us that the demons believe and tremble. While many Catholics prance right up to the table of plenty and take the communion wafer like a chip at a snack bar. Wherein have we polluted the asks the prophet Malachi? His answer, in that you say, the table of the Lord is contemptible. So much of what we have seen in the past fifty years, so much of what COVID has brought forth in 2020, is a pollution of the temple, a scorning of the sacred. You have despised my holy things and profaned my Sabbaths.
This will not be met with divine approbation, the word of God assures us. Because of the wickedness of their doings, I will drive them out of my house. I will love them no more. All their princes are revolters. When our Lord was praying Psalm 22 upon the altar of the cross, letting go of his life blood for us sinners, he would have prayed these verses, You who fear the Lord, praise him, all you seed of Jacob, glorify him, and stand in awe of him, all you seed of Israel. A triple imperative, praise him, glorify him, stand in awe of him, you who fear the Lord. May this be the mind we put on when we assist at the same sacrifice and when we humbly approach the sacred banquet of the Lord.